You're listening to Once, episode 65, Into the Deep, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We just finished watching this great episode of Once Upon a Time, and it is so nice to have Once Upon a Time back on the air after Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody, or hope you had a happy Thanksgiving to Americans and Canadians have a Thanksgiving too, but they do it about a month before us. They like to be different up there. (laughs) And that's what I heard one Canadian say. And so happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And I hope that you took this little break off to spend some time with your family, even if you're in a country that doesn't have a a Thanksgiving thing holiday. But we hope that you had a good time. We had a nice time. Let's talk about this episode, because I'm thankful that Once Upon a Time is back on the air. (laughs) We're too... Well, now one more one episode. One week from tonight, we shall go into our sleeping curse <laughs> between episodes. Yeah, because after tonight's episode, there is one more episode airing, and that will air on no or on December second. So that will be the last episode of 2012. And don't worry, the world is not going to end. Probably. Yeah, probably. So you'll still get to see what comes back with Once Upon a Time in January. But just so you know, no episode of Once Upon a Time after December 2nd. But we might have maybe one other podcast that's not episode specific, but one podcast before Christmas. I'm working on something really cool, really special. Keep an eye out for that. But anyway, let's talk about this episode because we'll have show notes over on the website at oncepodcast.com, forum posts and blog posts and all of that stuff about this. And you can catch up with everything over there. But these are just our initial reactions to this episode, just our what we first think of, our initial impressions. So we're going to have our full discussion this Wednesday, and I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But let's get into talking about this episode, which I know I've said several times. <laughs> hook into... Hook in, <laughs> I just slurred that sentence into two words. Hook and Cora are together again. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, from the beginning of this episode, it sounded like Hook was still being loyal to Emma and disloyal to Cora. But then the end of this episode, when Hook took Aurora's heart, which, whoa, how did he learn that? But, I don't know. Well, he has yeah. been hanging out with Cora. Yeah. He, he's probably seen her do it enough times that he figured out how to do it himself. But by the end of this episode, it seems like he is loyal to Well, not necessarily loyal. Bad word to use. But that he is allied with Korra. Right. Which way do you think he's actually going? I don't know. I was too distracted by how many different ways you can apparently use a heart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which way. He's just all over the place. Well, remember that in the episode when Regina was being trained by Rumpelstiltskin in The Doctor, that's when Rumpelstiltskin had said that when you have the heart... You can control the person. So that's what Cora is now doing. She's controlling Aurora. Didn't know your heart could be a microphone. <laughs> well, oh. Can she see through the heart? 
How does she know when to speak? I, I think she could hear through the heart. What happens when she's not watching? Does Aurora function on her own? I was wondering that too. Does she remember what she said? What is going on? What I, I want to really know understand. is how did he take her heart without her knowing it? When she was knocked unconscious, probably. Because remember, Cora threw her against the stone wall with magic, knocked her unconscious, and then Hook probably came in, ripped her heart out. And then I'm sure a lot of ladies are out there thinking, oh, I wish you'd do that to me. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) They think he already has, actually. (laughs) And then he woke her up. Unless this is something that happened a long time ago, but most likely not. So Um, some people feel different, like Graham. Some people apparently don't even know it's gone, which I can understand if maybe he took her brain if she was oblivious, but not her heart. And then other people are zombies. And <laughs> Yeah, speaking of brains. <laughs> other people fall to the ground in horrible pain even before the heart is crushed, and then they die when it's crushed. I'm just not sure I'm following the heart When thing. I saw the zombies, I was like, wow, they went there. <laughs> Well, I heard that they would, but I thought it was going to be in Storybrooke, not in present day fairy tale land with the, I mean, we're calling them zombies, but the heartless souls, the undead people basically (laughs) that Korra controlled. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Well, I don't think they're breaking any rules that they've set so far. Well, no, but I want them to set some. (laughs) The, um, the knocking her out thing was funny too, because I'm thinking, Cora gets mad and she throws her against the wall and she goes to sleep. Isn't that what she wants? Doesn't she want to go to sleep and try to talk to Henry? But she didn't go there this time, the, apparently. The very intelligent people in our audience would probably point out that there's a difference between unconsciousness and sleep. Are you saying I'm not very intelligent? <laughs> no, I'm saying someone out there can probably make a much better case for this than I can. Sure, that's fine. Yeah, we'd love your feedback. Uh, Listeners, we'd love your feedback on this or any other points that we bring up. You can call us at 903-231-2221 and leave a voicemail there or email feedback at oncepodcast.com or go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side and record a message right from your computer. So we've seen how the heart can be controlled. Did you catch something that Cora said? And we're going to explore a lot of this in much more detail in our full episode this Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern Time. But Cora said that she has crossed too many worlds. Mm-hmm. What other worlds? I don't know. Because if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but this does raise a good question of what other worlds... We've only known of two worlds she's been in and one of those she's back in we knew she was in enchanted forest originally because Mm -hmm. that's when she was regina's mother and then regina pushed her through the mirror through the looking glass and we assume that means she went to wonderland and we think she became the queen of hearts there in wonderland i wonder if she can fly on a broom (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe jefferson did make a hat that worked and she tried going through all of the doors. If she's the Queen of Hearts, maybe she would try going through all of the doors in the hat. And so did travel through a bunch of different worlds. Maybe. I don't know. Odd, odd things to consider. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that did stand out to me. What other worlds has she crossed? And when? And how? And all of that. 
You want to know what stood out to me? What's that? I was really happy to um, receive the answer to the question, does Snow still have the the sleeping curse dream? And they answered that. Mm-hmm. So I was happy. Yeah. yeah. I that- was really sad that Charming had to do what he did in order to get to her because, oh my gosh. If I were Snow, I'd be crying all the way to Rumpelstiltskin's cell. <laughs> yeah. Except there wasn't time because of stinking Mulan. Yeah, stinking. <laughs> Which is how she will be henceforth known. Well, so uh, several things just came up in what you were saying. The Yeah, so Snow doesn't have the dreams anymore, but she did have that dream. But it, the seeing another person, that, that was unique to Aurora and... Um, to henry as well and i think based on mulan's mulan's actions in this episode i think that i'm going to drop my idea that she is a spy for cora because mulan is now concerned about protecting uh, aurora not concerned about trying to help cora everything that Mulan is doing is in protection of Aurora because she has mm-hmm. this agreement with Prince Philip that she would look after agreement. Aurora. It's a crush. <laughs> she has a crush on Prince agreement. Philip. Maybe. Yeah. But she, whatever it is, she definitely is loyal to him. She is. And yeah, to Philip. And so when Philip asks her, look after Aurora, she's going to do that. She is a woman of honor, a soldier and a woman of honor. Some honor. Yeah, true. A specific, <laughs> her own kind of honor. True. I like, for the most part, Snow and Emma's version better. Although Snow was about to kill Mulan over it, I think they all need to just take a deep breath and yeah. figure out their lives. Well, just think of the the traumatic thing that she just went through. She found her husband in this curse, and he's stuck in there. It's true. It was a little he's dark, stuck but I was in there pretty much on Snow's side. Until she gets there. To wake him up, because nobody's going to wake him up. I was thinking, Henry just needs to try it out. You know, kiss him on the forehead or something. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. <laughs> That's true. That's very far from true love's kiss. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, they're related. If they went there with Emma, Emma Henry. kissing Henry yeah. on the forehead. Maybe he just needs... They've opened up a whole lot of stuff that should work. But that's yeah. a mother to a son. And this mm. is you're talking about son to his grandfather. Grandson to his grandfather. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a stretch. And yeah, but yeah. he loves and him. Yeah, true. True love. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> But it's see. a different kind of You can make an love. argument for it not working, especially since he hasn't known he was his grandfather for too long but it's also not mother's day maybe if they had this on father's day father's day (laughs) wow (laughs) by the way speaking of mothers or kind of grandparents did you catch that snow said she saw or no regina said just someone said that they saw regina said that she saw the body of cora and she thought cora was dead what (laughs) What is this talking about? I don't know. But I'm remembering this, that and I'm wondering what now. Yeah. This is completely <laughs> wow. That's something way out there that we have yet to see. We definitely haven't seen it yet. It hasn't happened. It, this isn't um bef- this isn't uh, before Regina got magic. This is sometime after Regina got magic, sometime before the curse back in Enchanted Forest. So what happened there? Some kind of battle because Rumpel even said that he won against Korra. 
Mm-hmm. So some kind of battle there, some kind of magical battle. I, I don't know, but that those couple things between that conversation between Rumpelstiltskin or Mr. Gold and Regina was very interesting. And when we do our rewatches this week, we're probably going to delve into this into more detail. But anything, any ideas there on? Uh, he can't be talking about the mirror, could he? I don't think so because he, Regina said, "I saw the body." Yeah, I saw the body. And something about looking dead. And then Rumpel pointed out, well, she has magic or something like yeah, that. And Regina we'll, said you taught her yeah, better. Essentially, well or she could look dead with magic is what I got out of the conversation. I forget who said what, but yeah, that basically she could look dead. So mm-hmm. there's something there, some story that they haven't told us yet, but that they are probably going to tell us at some point. And that would be neat to see or to start theorizing theorizing on that. (laughs) Did you notice also that Mr. Gold said he has a complicated relationship with Granny? Yeah. I wonder what the history is there because we haven't really seen them together. Maybe he's the wizard that gave her the cloak. Could be. I don't know. But that goes back to in the episode Red Handed, I think it was. Uh, no, not red-handed, but 7.15 a.m. Red referred to Rumpelstiltskin as there are whispers of this powerful, dark person. Mm-hmm. And previously, though, Granny had referred to the person that gave them the red cloak as being a wizard, a powerful wizard. So it could just be different titles for the same person. It could be different people. But it sounds like they're, whatever the case there's something negative that happened between... Yeah, because she was charging him for pickles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something negative happened. <laughs> that, that whole conversation. <laughs> Condiments are the world's... Are this world's powerful magic. <laughs> oh, which, hello, I completely disagree, but that's for the cooking podcast <laughs> that we don't do. Yeah, the Cooking with Regina show. <laughs> Next up, Apple Turnovers, which we didn't see the Apple Turnover in this episode. I was expecting to see it. I was expecting Fair. them to go into like like the <laughs> like all the evidence, That's like because... the evidence room of the police station, find a moldy Ugh. Apple Turnover and have David eat it. Daniel has brainwashed you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have been much easier for them instead of they're having to use magic to make a new spell and then induce it with a spindle. They could have just gotten the apple turnover out. Microwave it. 10, 10, 20 seconds. Once again, (laughs) why couldn't she have done that before? Why did she need the apple? Was that because there wasn't magic in Storybrooke so she couldn't make the curse? Yeah, but how would she get Emma to prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die? Well, yeah, see, she couldn't even make the potion. (laughs) She couldn't make it before. But once it was made, why did they need... Okay. Was it because, sure, are you saying needle. that because she didn't have all the ingredients? Well, Mr. Gold, for a couple of reasons, Mr. Gold had all the ingredients mm-hmm. to make it. They were making it in Gold's shop, and she even said um, Gold had everything, or Henry said it. And also because they didn't have magic before the curse was broken. Oh, right. And, and that's the main thing. This is a it. magical curse, and so she couldn't make it before okay. magic was brought to Storybrooke. Not Sorry. just the curse being broken, but magic brought. Sorry, Jeremy. I think I cut you off. Oh, sure. You're fine. I was just confused by the spindle. 
I mean, yeah, cool. We can say it's old-fashioned. Why did it have to be in a spinning wheel? Why not just prick his finger with it? And Gold's, like, spinning the yeah, wheel. Yeah, I was what? wondering at that, too. Why what? did he have to spin it? Are you guys just being nostalgic <laughs> Do you remember something you didn't even witness? Do you remember something else that Mr. Gold spun once? What? Well, he didn't spin it, but... Is several episodes ago, back in season one, when David was looking for Mary Margaret to have their rendezvous, David walked into Mr. Gold's shop. He saw the windmill, and when he turned the blades of the windmill, that's when David suddenly became his storybook self, or point? inherited his storybook members. <laughs> so it's a spinning thing. Maybe the spinning helps induce the magic. They also spun spinning wheels wheel? in their car when they Windmills. drove to Gold's shop. There's so much spinning happening in Storybrooke. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of cool to see like the science behind making magic and and actually like seeing the the science behind. They, like making oh. the curse and i'm thinking maleficent maybe went through that yeah maleficent is also spinning in her grave <laughs> if she has one because they just sort of mocked up her little spindle scene yeah. just for fun oh, did. My. well hey let me take a moment to say what makes us spin out of happiness as are the people who have helped sponsor this episode of one's podcast sandra and benita still have again sponsored another episode of one's podcast and we really appreciate that because it really helps us keep the website running and stable and i hope you've noticed that things have been running a bit more smoothly that's because the more dollars i throw at the server the better it runs and we also figured out a couple of other little problems and uh, on the server that hopefully it keeps the server and website up but your support really helps so thank you so much sandra and benita we really appreciate your support and if anyone else would like to sponsor an episode of once podcast please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor so let's spin right back into this <laughs> <laughs> nice daniel thank you very nice i, I always look for those <laughs> and you find them <laughs> so or make them <laughs> when um something else that stood out to me is and this might not be reliable source but cora said to aurora that the wraith doesn't just suck souls it trans it, but she said the wraith makes the soul travel to another world what is with all this realm traveling why can't souls under a curse of some kind just be trapped like where they are well, and, and this whole thing, remember who's telling this? It's Cora. So I don't think what no. she says should be believed completely. Right. But she might plant in Aurora the idea that maybe she could get Philip back. It might not be this whole separate world and separate dimension or anything like that, but it, at least this plants the idea in her mind that mm-hmm. she can get Philip back. I like that Aurora was not she was she just fought back and she she wasn't naive enough to think that Cora was actually telling the truth yeah aurora really stepped up this she did episode. she did i did actually she like didn't fall for it <laughs> i thought she did a good job she was a good princess mm-hmm. she's been hiding the fact that she's been getting burned from the dreams mm-hmm. which i was wondering why isn't she getting burned too if henry's getting burned right but i don't like the fact that her heart's being used like a walkie-talkie there's a song in there somewhere (laughs) probably country (laughs) 
But uh, that's so weird. Why was Henry's burn on the same arm? Does he ever get burned anywhere else? And they reacted like they'd never seen his arm burned before. Well, it was, it was a bad burn. It was worse, but yeah, it was much worse. And they were expecting that he wouldn't get burned again. I see. But apparently, maybe he was distracted by everything going on, and that's why he didn't control the flames. Yeah, seriously. Hello, you made this big deal of putting out the fire. Do it again, child. Yeah, I was wondering, well, every time he goes there, why, why wasn't he putting out the flames? But then again, David, I assume it was David, at one point put out the flames. He did, and he took the necklace off. I was thinking, <gasps> no, put it back on. I'll guard it with my life, but if it gets hot, I'm going to drop it <laughs> like good. a potato, and I'm not picking it up before I shatter the floor okay this is how this is working but he did have it again when he was down there it was broken was it not so when he went in for that soul kiss that's when he found out <laughs> soul kiss, soul kiss. How, how long have you been waiting to say that <laughs> <laughs> <A little while. laughs> that's on my notes right here soul kiss. <laughs> because their souls that were so kissing <laughs> Or they wanted to kiss, and the chat room's going crazy. About <laughs> I was so sad when Snow was like waking up and saying, "I'm waking up." That was the best scene of that. Yeah. Was so sad. And and they did bring up that we always find each other, but we always lose each other too. Yes, they do. Don't like, lose your faith, Snow. Do you think <laughs> Regina is happy to have put David under the sleeping curse? Like, you know, I was thinking that too. I was thinking now, like, the commander of Storybrooke is under a curse. So, like, Regina and, and Mr. Gold could mm. both, like, become, like, the new powerful people. Regina's nearly completely reformed by all accounts, so I don't think she was happy. She's very hard to read these days because, once again, she sounded mm. hoarse. And she sounds genuinely uh, repentant or yeah. wanting yeah. to try to change. She she said she's trying. <laughs> when she said, after this, I won't do any more magic. I was thinking, wait a minute, it'll be after the next thing and after the next <laughs> thing and after the next thing. Yeah. That's what I was an thinking, when's it going to stop? When's it just going to stop? <laughs> yeah, but they didn't show anything, I think, that revealed some hidden ulterior motive from her. Yeah. There wasn't any kind of smirk, any long camera look on her face or anything I'm, like that. I'm pretty sure she'll have trouble keeping her word to Henry because she will probably have good intentions and good motives for doing mm. magic again. Because now she's using it, like Henry, Henry said, to help people. Yeah. So I think she will have trouble keeping that promise because now since she's good Regina, she'll want to use her magic. She'll help somebody and then she'll help somebody do what she knows is best for them. And then she'll help someone (laughs) right off the edge of a cliff and oops. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Well, this is is setting up for something else, another conflict that's going to happen. Remember, Snow and Emma were talking about whose fault is all of this really. And they said, this is Regina's fault. That's whose fault it is. So they're going to come back to Storybrooke angry at Regina. They are. They haven't seen her since the whole race thing. Right. So they don't know that she's kind of repentant. They don't know her like we know her anymore. (laughs) It's nice to see that Snow, like, like she's bearing the weight of just... She's taking responsibility and sort of blaming herself for what she couldn't do for Regina. And by the way, the chat room is being helpful right now. Uh, 
HJ Bio in the chat room is correcting that <laughs> repentant, <laughs> repentant is not the best word here. She's just trying to redeem herself. She's yeah. not repentant. Uh, which She's in means the process like, of reforming. Right. Yeah. Repentant would mean like a complete about face, making everything right, apologizing, yes. confessing what she did wrong, all of that. Mm-hmm. She's not doing any of that, but she is trying to redeem herself, which is a different thing altogether. Yep. But uh, yeah, thank you, Chad. I think she Bye. should give everybody back their hearts. <laughs> Are you missing a heart? <laughs> yeah, let's try this one. <laughs> How would you do that? <laughs> By the way, we have a great active chat room. We do this live Sunday nights during the Eastern and Central time airing. That's 8 Eastern or 7 Central when we have our live chat room during the episode. And then right after, which would be at 9.15 Eastern time, we have our live initial reactions podcast. And we're so thankful to everyone that's in- with us in the chat room and hung out with us uh, during the episode and are hanging out with us for the podcast right now. So thank you, everyone. So um, something else that stood out. Um, well, actually, no. We, we Oh, th- I want to find out what is this thing about, what was it, the dead forest? The woods of the dead. Hmm. What makes it dead? There was a flower in it. <laughs> There was one flower. There was one flower. It was beautiful, and then Mulan crushed it. With her knife. Yep. It, is that a reference to... <laughs> so funny, that line. It's beautiful. I'm going to crush it with my knife. It's pretty much Mulan's way. It reminds me of death. <laughs> is Woods of the Dead a reference to any other fairy tale that you know of offhand? Mm, not offhand. I, we'll do some research on this for our think, full discussion. It makes me think of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. The whole poppy with the scary forest, but it wasn't a scary forest, it was a dead forest, she said. So poppies can grow anywhere. I'm just thinking of Oz because, I mean, obviously they weren't in Oz. Right. Right? No. Couldn't be in Oz. Unless, Unless they were somehow at the edge of Oz. Because we don't really know this whole thing about different realms. Do these realms all touch actually physically border each other or are they like separate worlds separate dimensions separate existences so the only way to get to it is a magical realm not just walking from one to the other kind of like dimensions realms yeah but i i would say it could be possible that some realms do border each other like consider from the actual uh, peter pan story Neverland is reachable from our world. Mm-hmm. So it's not a completely separate existence. But It is in the Disney version. I'm sorry. I can't hold this in any longer. <laughs> Fish in the chat room just made me super excited because it reminded me that Rebel Silskin said mermaid. And I'm super excited. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Yeah. So this episode was called Into the Deep. Yeah. But we didn't go actually go into the deep, just Correct. like we haven't gone into Tallahassee. <laughs> Wait a minute. Correct. Wait a minute. Yes, we did. We did? We did. We did. Into the deep. Oh, the deep into sleep. Into the deep sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were going she to go. She said she needed to go into a deep sleep, and she did. Hey, what about the whole, oh, wait, it wasn't the quill, it was the ink. It's a magical quill. Didn't they say it was a magical they quill? They did. I'm not sure yeah. how I feel about this. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just their way of saying this. the quill is how you deliver 
this curse. They were pretty clear about what was supposed to be happening in Cinderella. So unless it was Rumpel's plan to get frozen and put in jail, and so their thing wasn't going to work, and so he added ink that would do the job. How crap would he get ink in his jail cell? (laughs) How? Oh, yeah, in the jail cell. That was the only thing that made me think, okay, maybe... He got himself frozen on purpose. Their quill wasn't going to do it, so he used his ink, which stayed with him, which went to his cell somehow. How would he do that? I don't Why? know. Why? Because uh, it's all yeah. part of his plan, dearie. If from my memory, he doesn't dip the quill into any kind of no. ink. Oh, in, really? We're talking about the episode, the cost or the price of gold, the price of magic. What, yeah, the price the, of the one, gold. Just the Cinderella one. Yeah. The Cinderella one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't dip it in anything. No, he, he said, what a lovely quill. Mm. And then he wrote with it. <laughs> Where How was did it? you get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't know about that. That is kind of odd. <laughs> but I do wonder if maybe the original way that he got it was with the help of mermaids. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did, did he say squid or octopus? He said squid. Oh, poo. I thought he said octopus. Then it would be Ursula. She could <laughs> be the rare finding squid. Nemo. Maybe Ursula extract. Ursula. Extract of Ursula. Maybe Ursula made <laughs> an octopus ink. Oh, it's gonna be we're ink. we're gonna do the finding Nemo episode <laughs> next week. Oh I'm so excited we're gonna see mermaids. That's my favorite. Mermaid. Well, that's all I've got. Jeremy, Jenny, anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, share in these initial reactions? Nope. I hope we'll see mermaids soon. <laughs> yeah. that, they, keep I, ref- they keep talking about, they keep mentioning mermaids, but we have yet to see one. Also, Wizard of Oz. There are so many Wizard of Oz references. <laughs> Flying monkeys, poppies. Mm-hmm. Will it be Ariel or will it just be sort of merfolk and a vague reference to some mermaid who I hope went and got legs and stuff? If that mermaid doesn't have red hair, I will be so disappointed. <laughs> It's all about so the red hair. All about it. Red hair. Yep. <laughs> and purple seashells. <laughs> Could be. So, oh, listeners, gosh. we would love to hear your feedback about this episode. And there's something really important I'm going to ask you to do to help Once Upon a Time in just a little bit. But we want your feedback about this episode of Once Upon a Time into the deep. Please email us feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Or you can go to oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab to record a message from your computer. We'd love to have your thoughts and theories and all of that about this episode. But also you can go over to our forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums and chat there, share your theories with everyone else that's there in the forums and hash things out, share your screenshots and anything there that you'd like to share. It will be a great place for you to connect with other people and talk. Uh, there are so many, so many posts now and you can join. I'll have a link to the specific section for into the deep discussions. <laughs> that sounds funny, but <laughs> I'll have a link for that in the show notes for this episode, which will be at oncepodcast.com slash 65. Now, huge thanks for voting for us in the podcast awards. If you're able to do that every day or even just here and there, big, big thank you for voting for us in there. I have a video, a special thank you video in the show notes for this episode as well. 
just I basically say thank you in it. But we don't know yet who <laughs> won. We won't know until January 7th when the awards nominations will be live at New Media Expo in Las Vegas. Jenny and I will be there representing several of our podcasts that are finalists. So thank you so much for voting. Now you have a chance to vote for Once Upon a Time itself in the People's Choice Awards. So I'll have a link in the show notes and some instructions for how you can help the Once Upon a Time show, as well as Jennifer Goodwin, win in the People's Choice Awards. You need to vote uh, in four different categories. And their voting system is a little bit odd, but you can vote not only every day, but you can vote as many times as you want. So that means you can spend all day voting, which I don't really like that. But, uh, you know... help once upon a time there get other friends and once fans to help it and i'll be making a video that shows how to vote and you're welcome please embed that other once upon a time podcasters i know you guys are listening to this i'll make this video in a way that you can embed it on your site too if you'd like to share that with people to help get once upon a time a people's choice award in several different categories so please check the show notes for that at oncepodcast.com slash 65 Big thanks also to the green light Lucinda Luciana Zendron, 47 Lucy, Myers G, and T Cozy for leaving iTunes reviews for us, written reviews in iTunes. We really appreciate that. That helps our podcast show up for other people and helps let other people know about the podcast. Please also, if you haven't written a review for us in iTunes, we'd love for you to do that. You can go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes to jump over there and leave a review. Keep in mind, our full discussion will be coming this Wednesday. We'd love to have you as part of that. You can send your feedback, like I mentioned earlier, and join us when we record it live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's GMT minus five over at oncepodcast.com slash live this Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern Time. And we'd love to have you as part of that live show, live discussion there, chat room, live podcast. We might be able to take some live phone calls. Depends on how we're doing on time. But certainly send your feedback to us before that recording of the podcast. And the Halloween or the Once Upon a Time costume voting will begin on December 1st over at onespodcast.com. You'll see a blog post about that soon over there at onespodcast.com. And you'll be able to vote for that. Just one vote. It won't be this whole daily voting thing, but you'll be able to put in one vote for your favorite Once Upon a Time costume. So please follow us on Twitter for the latest news when we post um, podcast episodes or blog posts and all of that. You can follow Once Podcast on twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter as the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. And remember... Your pretty face buys you a lot, but mm, not my time. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to this week's sponsor of Once Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.